Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. Streets of Union City to your nighttime radio. Steve Travelly's kicks you in the jersey, no. Seven till eleven, live local and live. Steve Travelly's Sunday Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's live local and live. Call him at one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. And welcome to Tuesday night in New Jersey, Steve Travelly's. You and me till eleven o'clock tonight, talking all things Jersey because that's what we do. Number to get through is 1-800-283-101.5. Go to nj1015.com. Check out the uh, incredible Foreigner Tribute Band coming to Jersey on Friday night up in Carteret, performing Art Center. It's all there. And uh, the house on Glendale Drive in Manalapan. If you're not driving by it, you should be. And if you want to see why you should be, you go to nj1015.com. So uh, Eric Scott's got the post. This is what Governor Murphy said about the new mask man about a new mask mandate in New Jersey. You don't think you would ever do that, do you? That would be stupid. Uh, with the number of COVID cases rising again, uh, Governor Phil Murphy says he does not foresee any mandates, but he reserves the right to change his mind. Could you just leave it at I do not foresee any mask mandates? I mean, then it's like, all right. If you change your mind, you change your mind. I said, I didn't didn't think I was going to have any, but he reserves the right to change his mind. The rate of transmission in New Jersey is um, 1.12, indicating an active spread of coronavirus. State reported another uh, 1,199 new confirmed cases on Monday. Officials in New York City have urged residents to resume wearing a mask indoors as cases spike in the five boroughs. Murphy was asked about the possibility of a return to masking in New Jersey at an unrelated event on Monday. Monday, to which he replied, he urged people to use their common sense. Make sure they are fully vaccinated and boosted. Do the basic stuff. Get vaccinated. Get boosted. If you're not feeling well, certainly if you test positive, take yourself off the field. Yeah, he's a soccer owner. Um, as for a renewed mask mandate, he admitted there is little public sentiment to tolerate it. We don't want to mandate things we can't enforce. I don't think the market is going to bear that. That makes me believe He's smart enough to know not to do that. After the results of the last time we had a mask mandate, you know, and uh, he's commissioned the study. If anything, he's commissioned the study to see how well they handled COVID. And uh, with the study that's already out that put New Jersey at the bottom of handling COVID, of all 50 states, I don't think you really want to go out and uh, regardless of the fact that you're already in your second term piss people off that much by making them wear a mask. Uh, when given the uh, COVID-19, COVID-19 briefing in March, he signed an executive order lifting the public health emergency and ending the COVID mandates in New Jersey. The time has come to move toward normalcy. So what do you make of all this? First of all, are you with the spike in COVID? How are you dealing with it? Are you at the point now where, you know what? I don't care. I've been there, done that. I'm not freaking out. I'm not wearing the mask. I'm not doing anything of the of the kind. 
Are you, well, I got my booster, I got my vaccination, I'm good, I don't have to worry, I can feel free to move about the country. Or are you, the hell with it, I ain't doing anything, I don't care, I'm not going to get it. I have natural immunity. Uh, I'm going to let my body, I'm going to, I'm going to let my body take care of itself and take care of me and uh, take a lot of vitamins. The thing about COVID, you don't, I mean, with the mask mandate and everything is that we have, you know, we can treat it. We have treatments. As far as the vaccine goes, you know, if you don't want to take it, don't take the vaccine. There are treatments. Once upon a time, it was vaccine or nothing. You have to take the vaccine. Now it's, well, you know, even, even the commercials, well, Pfizer has, you know, see if you qualify for a treatment. You can take, you can take uh, in orally. Wait, wait a minute. Where were you when I needed you? We were all rushing to get, you know, get our arms jabbed with something that we still don't know is protecting us from COVID and something that we know doesn't totally protect us from COVID. But how do you feel? I mean, first of all, two questions. One, do you think the governor would ever reinstate a mask mandate? Do you think he's learned from his mistakes? Because I think the mandate was a mistake. Do you? And two, you know, how do you feel about the idea of a mask? Would you like to see the mask return? Are you seeing a lot of people wearing masks? What do you think when you see someone wearing a mask? Do you think, gee, I should do that? Or are you thinking, oh, look at that poor guy, <laughs> poor person wearing a mask? Uh, I, I don't see the, the point. I don't see the use. Uh, I never did. Uh, I hate now when you got to go to doctor's offices and they make you wear the mask. It's so ridiculous because nobody anywhere else is wearing a mask. Yet you go in a doctor's office and make you wear the mask. Like, how are they going to pinpoint the fact that you didn't get the COVID from being in the doctor's office? 1-800-283-101.5. But this isn't more about, you know, what we think. I put a Twitter poll up. You know, could you see Governor Murphy reinstating a mask mandate? Like, would he do it? Just to, you know, to, to prove he was right the first time? Would he do it or would he not do it? Figuring he's learned from the last time. And this isn't something he should be doing. 1-800-283-101.5. Are you worried about this spike in COVID? It's getting cold. You know, it's getting colder out. More and more people going to be inside. Are we going to have a freak out factor? One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Gary is in Colts Neck, New Jersey. One zero one point five. Hey, Gary. Hey, how you doing? Good. You? All right, so here's. I'm good. So listen, this is what I don't understand. What's that? Number one, every state they have their own mandates. Whatever. If you are sick, I don't care if you have COVID or not COVID. You have every opportunity. You shouldn't go outside if you and spread the germs to people. But right now, they're not talking about COVID much as much as they did. We lost a lot of people this year in the United States ready to the, the regular flu. Right. But at the end of the day, I don't care if you're vaccinated or non-vaccinated. That's none of your business or my business. All I could tell you is I'm not vaccinated. My wife's not vaccinated. My three boys are not vaccinated. I never had COVID. I'm not saying I can't get it. My wife had COVID. My three kids had COVID. Guess what? They went on ivermectin. They're good. That's what I'm saying. We have the treatments. So why? There should be no need to freak out anymore. 
Exactly, but here it is. It's all about big farm. I don't care which side you're on. Just because I'm a Trump fan, I don't wish Joe Biden bad. But I've been on hydroxychloroquine for a little over more than six years. Mm-hmm. And even my own doctor told me, Gary, I'm vaccinated, but I don't want you to be vaccinated because I had Lyme disease, four years of antibiotics, and I've been on hydroxychloroquine, which I had no idea that it was hydroxychloroquine. I, I always knew it as Plaquenil. But Big Farm can't make money on a pill that's less than 10 cents to make. So let's be honest. It's all about power and money. I'm a Trump fan. I can care less. Is he a narcissist? Maybe. Yeah, but this, again, this isn't about Trump. Gary, this is just about the simple vaccine. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. I'm sorry, the mask. And again, you know, then it becomes political. This whole thing got screwed up when it became political. Because we probably could have treated this and gotten it over with a lot quicker. But everybody had to, everybody had to show how big this was. Everybody had to, you know, make their stand, pull off their power trip. And this is what we had. 1-800-283-101.5. So now COVID is spiking. Do you think, could you see Governor Murphy reinstating a mask mandate? And if he did, how would you feel about it? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. Does this sound familiar to you? Boy, it took me a while to get out of bed this morning, or I certainly can't do the same things I used to before since I'm in so much pain. Or even I went to the doctor and they gave me muscle relaxers and pain pills and told me to follow up in a week. Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it or not doing anything but making you feel loopy or drowsy like other places. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, and frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. Jersey weather brought to you by the All-American Auto Group. All-American Subaru is in Old Bridge, is one of the most awarded retailers in New Jersey. Proud winners of the Subaru Love Promise Customer and Community Commitment Gold Award. They're more than just a car dealership. Visit them on Route 9 in Old Bridge. Shop online at allamericansubaru.com. All right. The COVID numbers are up. Could we see a mask mandate? The governor says, eh, not yet, but uh, he reserves the right to change his mind. He doesn't foresee any mandates, but he reserves the right to change his mind. I don't like when he reserves the right to change his mind, because a lot of times he changes his mind. Uh, but he did say that uh, he doesn't want to do anything that they can't enforce. Let's talk to Margaret in Somerset on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Margaret. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. So I, I guess I'm indifferent. Uh, if there was another mask mandate, I, um, um, I think I'd be okay wearing one if I had to. I don't really object to wearing one when I see the doctor because I figure there's sick people coming in and out, and we don't know their status, if they're immunocompromised or whatever, and uh, you know, if, if there's any little bit of protection we can offer, I think that that's sort of like a, almost like a social obligation. So I really don't have any problem wearing the mask. All right. Um, 
And what was your other question? I think there was more than one question. Do you think he would do it? Do you think he would actually, knowing the way the mask mandate went over the last time, do you think he would actually reinstate a mask mandate? I'm not sure. I think I think leaving it to sort of a responsible, you know, idea. But, you know, the problem is that I don't think that people always do the responsible thing. So if they want to do it or not do it, I, I think they, you know, people's emotions get tied into it. I mean, when I, I don't wear a mask anymore now, uh, right. but when I see people wearing the mask, I think to myself, ooh, do they know something I don't know? Uh, or But you know what? They don't. And as it turned out, we found out that we came in last. You know, we had more COVID deaths per capita than anywhere in the world. Yeah. We came in dead last. He wants to commission a study to see how, uh, how uh, his administration handled COVID. There was a study done. We came in 50th. Wow. That's actually surprising. But, I mean, we do have a lot of people. And, you know, in the early days when things were, you know, unclear and, and you know, things kind of spread in both, you know, geographically. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. But, I mean, I'm fully vaccinated, boosted. I did get COVID. It was a mild case. What does that I'm tell you? Sure would... Well, that tells me that uh, I got a mild case. Right. And if I had not been vaccinated, it might have been more severe. Or it, might not have been, or it might not have been. And that's the point. We don't know. And if you're going to take a vaccine, it's supposed to protect you. You know, a vaccine well, and a mask and all these things. And yet people were still getting COVID. I mean, that, yeah, that, that's the thing. I don't think as many. I don't think you can. We'll never know that. Yeah. We'll, well, we'll, we'll, that's the thing. We'll never know. You don't know when. Well, that's true. And everything is risk and benefit. You don't know when you walk outside your door. You're going to get hit by a car. You're going to, you know, I mean, that's that's what life is, right? Yeah, but if, you, if you're not wearing the mask and you won't have it over your eyes, you won't get hit by the car because you'll see it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you. Thanks for the call. Charlene is in Wall Township on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Charlene. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. So here's the deal. I wear the mask every day for work because I have no choice. What I do you do? To. I work at the hospital. Oh, God. Yeah. So the bottom line is I'm not a nurse, but I work for the hospital. So we have to. All hospital workers, we have to. So it's not fun. I get home every day and I'm exhausted because we're breathing in our own carbon monoxide every day, all day. Um, you know, you take a breath, you get some fresh air on your break, but it's not great. And um, so now it's like kind of like Gestapo there now because I switched from actually the hospital to a rehab, right. which that's where a lot of the people we have the issues with, right? Yeah, um, and you know, that was another thing. <laughs> nah, you know what? So basically, I don't see him doing it. Do you think you would actually do it? I don't think so. Um, he is a control freak. There is that. He is a control freak, and I really, truly, you know what? This I would be more spite, though. I think it wouldn't be so much control freak as much as it would be spite to prove that he was right. You know, the idea that here we come with another pandemic, would he say, well, or another, you know, spike, well, maybe I was wrong, I'm going to try doing it a different way. That would be kind of an admission of guilt. So I could definitely see him going, going mask mandate and doing his old ways. And do you think for one second, which I truly believe, the numbers that they are showing for the death rate, I don't think they're the, they're the right numbers. I think they're, I think they're, I think they're inflated. 
Well, that, you know, that that remains to be seen. But Charlene, thanks for the call. Mo is in Camden County. What's up, Mo? Hey, Mo. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm uh, doing all right. You know, I'm not feeling like a little bit under the weather. Um, but, you know, it's not COVID. We're all under the weather, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have weather. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, I... Uh, I just wanted to share my thoughts on what do you the think? whole like mandate mandate thing. I I really think it should be an individual basis thing. I uh, so agree. You know, like I I you know we've been in this environment for about two years. Right. You know, like at the beginning, like I understand. You know, like the more harsh stances needed to be taken, just because we didn't know that much about the virus. You know, like in the beginning, people were like, oh, you know, it's just a flu more than the flu, blah, blah, blah. People didn't know. We didn't have enough time, but it's been almost two years, over two years. And, you know, we know more about it. We've gone through the whole, you know, drama of getting, having everybody vaccinated um, or, uh, you know, other than otherwise you get fired. You know, that went to the Supreme Court. You can't force people to get vaccinated. That got thrown out the window. Like there's, there's so much push on. Well, that's you know, more the reason not to do it. You know, that's more the right. reason. After seeing what happened last time, after seeing the results of a study where we came in last with more COVID deaths per capita than anywhere in the world, that would be enough to say maybe the mask mandate didn't work. You know, when you see how other states reacted compared to how New Jersey reacted, you know, how, how all that was caused in New Jersey. I don't think a mask mandate would be, you know, a great idea. And I love your idea. My body, my choice. You want to wear the mask? Wear the mask. You don't want to wear the mask? Totally up to you. Not not everybody is vaccinated. So, like, the masking should also be, you know, optional. And, you know, like, I I will say, you know, like, for the time that masks were mandated, Mm -hmm. and, you know, like, I was going into work every single day, but, you know, pandemic didn't change my work environment. Um, I will say that, you know, I got a little bit less, even though I still caught COVID, even prior to the whole, you know, before the vaccine even came out, I caught COVID, my entire family caught COVID, but, you know, we survived through it, and, you know, like, I'm one of those where, you know, I went through before the vaccine, and, you know, my experience was that it was too much different than the flu. All right, Mo, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5, 7.30. Now the latest news brought to you by Keystone Roofing and Siding. Home exterior showing signs of age. Don't wait till it's too late. For a limited time, Keystone Roofing Siding is offering no payments, no interest until 2024. Reach out to one of their experts for a free evaluation. Quality work professionally done. Head over to KeystonePros.com. Steve Trevelis. All right, 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. Um... What do you want to bring back the mask mandate? We got COVID cases spiking. Governor Murphy was asked about a renewed mask mandate. They're thinking about it in New York. They encourage it, but he says, uh, we don't want to mandate things we can't enforce. I don't think the market is going to bear that. He's smart enough to realize that. He also reserves the right to change his mind. Eric Scott has the story at nj1015.com. What do you think about the idea? Jay is in Edison on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Jay. Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Okay. I'm doing great. Okay. Yeah, I just, I just, I just wanted to uh, pass out the uh, 
mandate for the mask, uh, it should be on an individual basis, not for everyone. I wear masks in public places, right? especially with the flu season going up and everything. I'm not vaccinated, neither is my wife, uh, but throughout the whole COVID term, everybody forced me to get a vaccine, family, friends, everyone. But I just felt that I was, you know, strong enough to handle it myself. So you got, so you didn't get the vaccine, so you wear the mask. Do you feel, do you really feel the mask protects you? doesn't protect you as much, but I just, when I'm in a crowd or public places, I just feel more secure. Right. Uh, which I, in the past where I've gotten uh, sick easily from uh, colds or flus and stuff, in the last two years or and a half, whatever, since I wore the mask, I did not get any allergies or cold or, you know, knock on wood, everything's been good. Right, that's a good thing. Do you think you should bring back the mandate? Not for everyone. I was like I said, I would give the freedom to everybody who wants to wear it, but I personally would like to wear it. Right. Vaccination should be more for. I, I I feel that way that more of the senior people that have more underlying conditions and stuff should be mandated for them, not for all the uh, regular people. Well, whatever you know, you do what works best for you. Jay, thanks for the call to New Jersey one hundred one point five. Isn't that what freedom's all about? You do what's best for you. 1-800-283-101.5. Freedom? Are you kidding me? All right, so Governor Murphy says uh, he's not going to bring back the mask mandate, but he reserves the right to change his mind. Says he, we don't want to mandate things we can't enforce. I don't think the market is going to bear that. Uh, so basically, this is it. I think that, if anything, he should have learned his lesson from the way he handled the pandemic that uh, it didn't work out too well here in New Jersey. Not to mention, you know, businesses closing, uh, him taking over absolute power for months on end without giving anyone else in government a chance to participate. But this is more so about, you know, here we are coming up on winter. COVID cases are spiking in New York. You've got situations where, you know, they're calling for a mask mandate. Officials in New York City have urged residents to resume wearing the mask indoors. Uh, If you have a business would you actually mandate that people wear the mask in your establishment? Now, if you're a doctor, of course, right? In the medical profession, healthcare, you have to wear the mask. Uh, do you agree with that? 1-800-283-101.5. So basically, how do you feel about the idea? And could you see Governor Murphy actually reinstating a mask mandate? Or after all that we have been through, he has been through with this pandemic, and we saw the results of locking everybody down the way he did, putting masks on everybody, the kids, could you see it working? Do you think it's something he would go back to? See, I'm, I'm betting on the governor. I think he's smart enough to realize this would never work again. And uh, I think we are smart enough to realize that the whole idea of the mask was a mistake. You know, now we have vaccines, we have things, ways we can handle it. People are vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, it's available for you to get vaccinated. So at that point, it's up to you. It's your choice. And also, uh, there are treatments. So if you don't want to get vaccinated and you happen to get COVID, well, we can treat it. And once you know that we can treat it, what's the big deal? Go get the treatment. 1-800-283-101.5. So I got the Twitter poll up, and uh, 56.3% do not want a mask mandate. What a surprise. What a surprise. And uh, Governor Murphy, like I said, so far, you know, so far, so good. So far, no mask mandate. If he did, 
mandate a mask, would you put one on? Or would you just feel free to move about the country without any fear? 1-800-283-101.5. At this point, with all the treatments that are available, with people, so many people vaccinated, with all that we know about this, uh, as well as the way it was handled the last time, I think anyone would be totally within their bounds, totally within their rights to refuse to put on a mask under any circumstances. You know, it should be your choice. And uh, I think after what he's learned, and although now you've got, a, you've got he's commissioned a report to tell him what we already know, you know, that he's failed us in that situation, in the pandemic. John is in Bridgewater under Jersey 101.5. Hey, John. Steve, happy happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, so, John. So, so g- given the governor's previous directive to move infected people into nursing homes and killing many, many thousand, I don't think anything he does with regard to that would be well received. You'd have to imagine that he would be smart enough to know. And I think that's kind of like what he's saying. You know, when he comes out basically and says, you know, the market would never bear that. As in, yeah. people are just not going to obey me. They just not, the last time they had no choice. If he if he came up with a mask mandate, what would they do? Rebel? Ignore him. Yeah, you know, there's, there's no, I don't think the market is going to bear that. Is what he said. And you know what, John? He'd be absolutely right. Would you put one on? No. Well, I, I do when I'm in crowds, but otherwise, no. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't put it on at all. I don't even worry about yeah. it. My wife gives me a hard time about it, but. You know, sometimes when you're in just a crowd of unknowns, a little bit of extra care doesn't hurt. And, you know, it's it's just an ounce of prevention. Whatever makes you comfortable. But it should be your yeah, decision. Exactly. Yeah, it should be okay. your decision. In, yeah. Uh, I appreciate it, John. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Could you see Governor Murphy reinstating a mask mandate? As the COVID cases spike here in New Jersey, the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app is the official sportsbook of the diehard Philly sports fan. It's the only one I recommend. That's because it's safe, secure, and easy to use. Plus, it's everything you want in a digital casino and sportsbook. The Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app brings together odds, bets, slots, games right in the palm of your hand. I love it because you can bet on more than just the score. Bet on player performances, who scores first, who's leading at the half, and more. With live in-game betting, you can bet during the game, making you feel like you're in the center of the action. New users, join me on the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app today. You can get up to $750 in Sportsbook bonus back if your free bet isn't a winner. You can't lose. Download the app. Start playing instantly. Don't just watch the action. Be a part of the action with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino Casino app must be 21 and older, present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. See bedparks.com for full terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. All Jersey. 283 101.5. Steve Trevelis. Governor Murphy says uh, he's not going to mandate that you wear the mask. The market would never bear it. However, he reserves the right to change his mind. You think he would ever do it? Eric Scott's got the post at nj1015.com. You can check it out. Uh, I got a Twitter poll up, and uh, according to the results so far, uh, very, very simple. 56.3 say no, 44.7 say yes, 55.3 say no. All right, let's go to uh, Peter's in Sayreville, New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Peter. 
Hey, hey, how you doing? Hmm. I'm going to say that the, the um, Murphy's on a power trip again because with, with this, uh, when he said that he has the right to change his mind, I personally feel that we never should have been wearing a mask to begin with, number one. Number two, I don't believe the numbers in general cause I think because the test was skewed. When they when they did it, they, they, they overcooked it uh, the, to begin with. Um, personally, uh, I also think that uh, this guy should be recalled. Murphy should be recalled. Yeah, I think they should. We, I think we should have a petition to recall him. And I basically think that, uh, that I personally think that the, that he, he he it was it was that that's another uh, you know thing. That's not going to happen. But what happened in the election was a message was sent that people are not as enthralled with Murphy as he was when he first ran. Chinarelli almost beat him, much to a lot of people's surprise. But now, I mean, one thing that's been cited on Twitter is the fact that, you know, if he's looking at a presidential run, this could be a kind of bold move that could get national attention. But on the other hand, if he does it and you see the results of the last time he did it, you know, where we came in last as far as the handling of the pandemic, more deaths per capita than anybody in the world. Because, well, he's a fraud anyway. Well, Florida is different. Yeah, that's what I mean. Look at the difference between what Florida did and what we did. This guy, this guy's a fraud. Oh, fraud! I thought you said Florida. I'm sorry. No, uh, this guy's a fraud. All right. Thanks for the call. The New Jersey 101.5. Andrew is in Flemington. What's up, Andrew? Hello, Steve. I got a variation of a joke from the man from Ambler. Yeah, but wait till he comes on. Tell me what you got to say now. I can't hear you too good right now. What happened here? Hello. Hello? Can you hear me, Andrew? Oh, I had to take the mask off the radio. Ah, there you go. I like that. Yeah. He's, he's bringing material to the table. That's very good. Okay. So this so this deal, you kind of stole my mojo with the Twitter poll. I thought maybe that, you know, if the guy doesn't want to run for president, he might be like, okay, let's bring back the useless masks. And if he's not running for president, he might... I'm sorry, if he's thinking of running for president, he'll probably be like, nah, I don't wear the mask. You really need your freedom. You know, and right. personally with the mask, I believe that if a person is unvaccinated like myself, I'm better off wearing it. If a person is immunocompromised, you're better out of the You know, they're if better If we know that it works. You know. I feel, I, I, what I really feel about is, I'm, and I'm pretty vocal about this, because right. I don't really talk about it, but I occasionally think, the little kids today that go around with their parents walking around with masks on, they don't look happy, you know? No, they don't look happy at all. But then again, and you know, the masks have not made people happy for many years. Plus, you know this as well as anybody. I wouldn't want to do a stand-up comedy show with people with masks on because you can't see people smile, you know? I've actually done a stand-up comedy show with people with masks on, and you're absolutely right. Not only can't you see them smile, you cannot hear them laugh. Or maybe that was just me. Maybe that was just me. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Are you looking for your dream home? Robert Tkansky of REMAX First Advantage can sell your home quickly and get you thousands of dollars more than you ever imagined and quickly. Nicholas and Dawn wanted to sell their Jackson home and upgrade to a larger home. They accomplished both working with Rob and his team. The Jackson home was listed and sold after only 10 days on the market. Four showings, $262,000, which was $12,000 over the list price. Then Rob's team helped them find and purchase their new larger home on their timeline. Robert Tkansky has superior marketing to sell your home for the 
highest price possible. No worries if your situation changes. You can get out of the contract at any time. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. That's robsellsnj.com. Or Google robsellsnj and start packing. This is Eric Scott. I'm Dean Alphalami. I'm Michael Simon. I'm Dan Alexander. I'm Aaron Vogt. I'm Sergio Bichat. These are the voices of New Jersey 101.5's news and digital departments. They are people on the streets, on the web, and on the air, all covering Garden State news for you. I'm Chad Robison. I'm Jen Ursolo. I'm David Mathau. I'm Annette Petruccioni. I'm Vin Ebenu. I'm Patrick Laverick. I'm Rick Rickman. From your neighborhood to the State House, they're here bringing you the information you need. Count on New Jersey 101.5, your trusted news source on the air, on our app, and on nj1015.com. WKXW Trenton, WKXWHD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Trevely is talking to you till 11 o'clock tonight. You can talk back at 1-800-283-101.5. We talk all things Jersey because that's what we do. Go to nj1015.com and check out the Steve Trevelis page. You'll see my interview with Paul Stanley. He's going to be at the Wentworth Gallery Friday night. If you're a KISS fan, you're going to want to hear it. Some really good insight into the band, into music, into art. And uh, also some really good Christmas houses. One in Jackson, Carlson Court. Actually, the address is one Carlson Court. If you're driving around Jackson, take a ride over there. I put they they set the house lights to music. All I want for Christmas is you, of course, Mariah Carey. And uh, the way the lights go to the music is phenomenal. And uh, then we've got, of course, uh, in Manalapan. Uh, Glendale Drive, 13 Glendale Drive. Uh, it's every year they do this up and every year they get better and better. Uh, Vanessa and Nick, it's incredible. You go, you check it out at nj1015.com. Do yourself a favor, take a drive past. As so many people have, they raise money for charity as well. Both houses do. And, uh, I want to ask you this hour. You know, if not these houses, where are the cool Christmas houses in New Jersey? Do you have one? Do you decorate your house? How far do you go decorating your house? And uh, if you know of a house, I'll do a post on this if I get enough. Um, you know, let's let's share with each other. Where are the cool Christmas houses in New Jersey? 1-800-283-101.5. Is yours one of them? Or is there one in your neighborhood that you never miss? And if you're going to send pictures, please send them through the app, through the NJ1015 app. And uh, it's free. And uh, if I get the pictures, I'll put them up in a post at nj1015.com. But, you know, some of the coolest houses. I remember Due Process, which was on 537 in Colts Neck, uh, the way it used to be decorated when Robert Brennan owned it, uh, with a live nativity scene, an actual human live nativity scene, animals, the whole thing, calliope, uh, amazing stuff. Uh, and you'd hear it as you drive by. You got a Christmas card when you pulled in uh, from the Brennan family. 1-800-283-101.5. See where this goes. Where's the cool Christmas house in your neighborhood? Where's the one that you go to? And what do they have out there? It's got to be a challenge every year to, you know, out-Christmas your neighbor and to add to it. 
You know, it's amazing the house on Glendale Drive in Manalapan that every year they come up with something new. You know, this year they got Mickey Mouse. Uh, it's snowing. They got a snow machine. I mean, talk about really doing it up. 1-800-283-101.5. How far do you go with your Christmas decorations? And uh, if you, do you do it if you have, if you don't have little kids? It's all about the little kids. You know, the coolest thing to do, the coolest places is when you get, especially in Jersey today, when everything, everywhere you want to go costs a fortune, to be able to just take a nice tour through all the really cool Christmas houses decorated in New Jersey. Where are they? 1-800-283-101.5. Where are the ones that you always make it a point to go to every holiday season? You know where they are? You pack up the kids, you take a ride yourself, just to feel good. You know, in your neighborhood or in your part of the world, where are the cool Christmas houses? 1-800-283-101.5. Is yours one of them? And if you want to send a picture, that would be great. You know, some of the decorating begins, like uh, they talk about decorating Thanksgiving. Some people decorating Labor Day with all the work that goes into it. I wonder, like, where do you store all that stuff? In the off-season. you got to get the house its own house. The house gets its own storage shed. But no matter where you are, there's a really cool house decorated for Christmas. Where is that house? If you were going to recommend a house for people to go see, where would you recommend? 1-800-283-101.5. Is there one in your neighborhood? Is it yours? Would you actually decorate that much? I mean, I try, you know, I try, but, uh, I get lazy. Then it gets me, we do the thing with the blowups, you know, the inflatables. And then at night the air goes out. It was like a Christmas crime scene. And somebody sent me like a Darth Vader inflated with a whole bunch of deflated around him. And, uh, the caption is basically like, he's the winner. 1-800-283-101.5. I got to find that. Uh, what kind of Christmas decorations do you put up? How far do you go? But I'm really interested in finding out, like, where are the good ones? Where are the ones that uh, that we should know about? You know, where are the one the go-to Christmas places? You know, like uh, 13 Glendale Drive in Manalapan. Now I can't find the ghost, right? Everybody's put so much stuff on my, on my Facebook page. They think it's their Facebook page. Hold on. Uh, but this one's really funny. It's basically, uh, here we go. Lazy way to win at Christmas decorating. And you see all these like Santas and elves and stuff deflated on the ground. And there's the inflated Darth Vader holding the lightsaber, which I actually have that one on my lawn. We decorate, but our decorating is so cockamamie. It's just like, I don't know. Some people, they put the stuff out that's like 30, 40 years old. It's like, all right, it's time to throw the stuff out already. My wife insists on saving it. Every year it gets more mashed up in the shed. Every year we drag it out and throw it back up on the lawn. In like one night. But man, some of these houses, like I said, go on the Steve Trevelyse page at nj1015.com. Check out Michael and Carol Cook. You know, they do this in Jackson. And it's an incredible light show. I got the video up there as well. Uh, They put on the Christmas show. Uh, It's the 11th year doing it. 
and they started decorating using uh, Mr. Christmas box that had six channels, an internal speaker, and no flexibility to modify the show. How about that? And then you go to uh, Arena Drive, 13 Arena Drive in Manalapan, which is like Christmas Wonderland. You go on the Facebook page, which we put on nj1015.com, and they've got his dan- Santa's dancing, you know, he's dancing with the ladies, and, and you got the Grinch, and you got the elves and all that, Mickey Mouse, one 1015 But as far as you're concerned, are you a decorator for Christmas? Do you go crazy with the decorations? Or do you uh, just lay back? And if there's a Christmas house in your neighborhood, I'll do a post on it. I love doing these. Everybody loves to look at them. So where are they? Want to give them some exposure? Give me a call. 1-800-283-101.5. Looking for the cool Christmas houses in New Jersey. The ones in your neighborhood. The ones you make it a point to go and see. 1-800-283-101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. I call East Coast Roofing and Siding and Windows when I need a new windows for my home. Homeowners across New Jersey have been trusting them with their family, with home for over 40 years. Through her customer satisfaction. Guarantee. Let me do that again. All right. Homeowners across New Jersey have been trusting them with their family and home for over 40 years through their customer satisfaction guarantee. I highly recommend East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows for your next exterior home improvement project. Schedule a free consultation today at eastcoastroofing.com or call 908-381-0066. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. 1.5, Steve Trevelis. All right, so I ask where the cool Christmas houses are. I get somebody calling in. And just as I'm about to go on, they hang up. There's where my lucky star dangles in the sky. 1-800-283-101.5. You call back now. I got a couple of Christmas houses on my page at nj1015.com. One in Jackson, one in Manalapan. You got to check them out. You got to get, in fact, you want to check them out, then you want to get in your car and drive over there. So I'm asking, like, where are the other cool Christmas houses? The ones that uh, you'd like us to come and see. We got that Christmas lights contest. You can vote at nj1015.com. Uh, Uber Eats. Here we are in a state with recreational marijuana. Uber Eats has released a list of the most unexpected food combinations people have ordered this year. Uh, you know what? Let's get Tina in Marlboro on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Tina. Tina? Hello. How you doing, Tina? I'm Tina. What's up, Tina? This isn't Tina. This isn't Tina? Who is it? My name is Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hi, how are you? Can I call you Tina? You can call me Tina if you want. Okay, I'll call you Jamie. But Tina for short. Okay. Hey, Jamie, Tina. How you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? Me and my son were just driving through Manalapan. Yeah. And we stopped at a house on our way home at to Princeton Drive. Okay. And it's beautiful. It's totally decorated, and they're taking donations to um, help people in Monmouth County. How about that? Okay. Now, what, what do they got out? People should come and check it out. Yeah, to Princeton Drive in Manalapan. Have you been at 13 uh, Glendale Drive? No, I haven't. Not yet. Go check that out. That's also in Manalapan. Alrighty. Yeah, you know what? Did, did they decorate in Marlboro? When I lived in Marlboro, my house was the only one decorated for Christmas. I'm not sure. There's a lot of them in Manalapan, but this house in particular that I'm at on Princeton Drive. Yeah. I know they also do this in on Halloween, and it's 
really cool for Halloween, too. Really? You know what? I don't know where I would ever store all that stuff. The house would need its own house. This house needs its own house for all these things in front of it. <laughs> I love it. All right, Jamie. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Okay, we've got another one, Manalapin. Two Princeton Drive in Manalapin and 13 Glendale Avenue in Manalapin. And then, of course, we got the one in Jackson as well. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. Uh, this would be in Jackson, 1 Carlson Court in Jackson. So if you got a house, let me know about it. Uh, like I was saying, Uber Eats has released their list of the most unexpected food combinations people have ordered this year. And uh, there are food combinations that that you like and everybody else go, yeah, what are they? I'll give you what they've got here. I'll give you what Uber Eats has. These are nine of the craziest food combos for 2022. And if you got one, I want to hear about it. But how about this? Number nine, watermelon and mustard. Try to imagine what that tastes like. Yellow mustard, not watermelon and spicy mustard. Who the hell puts mustard on watermelon? I'd have to give that a Cheese and martinis. I don't know. You go to a party, right? You go to a holiday party, Christmas party, and you get a martini. And people walking around with the with the cheese trays. I don't see where that would be a big problem. People have cheese and beer. Give me like a weird food combination that you love that everybody, uh, no one else would eat. Peanut butter and pizza. There ought to be a law against that in New Jersey. Right next to the pineapple and pizza, there ought to be a law against peanut butter and pizza. Although... If you did a peanut butter and jelly pizza, I wonder like how that would go for kids. You couldn't cook it though, right? You could just spread it and put the peanut butter and the jelly on it. I don't know. Well, I, I once talked about a Thanksgiving pizza, and uh, uh, Bob, I was a big boy, brought one here from Marlboro. All right, peanut butter and pizza. I don't know. How about this one? Sushi and ranch. Would you put ranch dressing on sushi? Why Why would you ruin sushi? Sushi was made for wasabi and soy sauce. And those little ginger leaves. It was not made for ranch dressing. Although my son Albert puts ranch dressing on everything. Uh, here's one. Pizza and applesauce. Again, what are they thinking? People take pizza and dip it in ranch dressing. Yeesh. 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, dark chocolate and tomato salad. Could you do that? Although more and more chocolate is finding its way into more and more things. I got a friend, uh, Gene Nagel, owns the uh, Scotty Steakhouse, and his wife makes a a chocolate steak, which I was going to go film, and then they don't really make it that much. I guess they, they wised up, came to their senses. How about this? That just makes sense. This could be done. Popcorn and pickle juice. I don't see that being so bad. I think, like, because, like, they have, uh, you could buy the potato chips, right? The pickle-flavored Lay's. So popcorn and pickle juice. I remember the Philadelphia Eagles used to drink pickle juice on hot days. And the salt would hydrate them. Pickles and whipped cream? Not happening. Not happening. But that's another one. This is the uh, Uber Eats list of weird food combinations. 
uh, fruit roll-ups and hot Cheetos. See, you want to get that sweet and salty thing going on, but that's like too sweet and way too hot. Fruit roll-ups and hot Cheetos. What do you got? What's the weird food combination that you eat that uh, that nobody else would? Or that people would just find interesting? You know, I'll give you a good one. I used to have this when I was a kid, and this is delicious. You take uh, toast, and you put, like, cream cheese, like Philadelphia cream cheese on the toast. And then you take green olives, and the green olives have the uh, – with the pimento in them. And you put the, the green olives and the pimento – in the cream cheese, on the cream cheese. Try that as a sandwich to die for. It's amazing. In fact, I remember like my mother would mix the olives in with the cream cheese and then spread the whole thing across. A weird food combination, but a very tasty food combination. Uh, yeah, you had to do what you had to do back in the day to, to make ends meet and to come up with food combinations that would be palatable to your children. What are some of the weird food combinations that you eat? I know. remember somebody talking about mustard on veal cutlet. I said, mustard on veal cutlet tastes like chicken. I'm thinking, man, why don't you just have chicken? Do you know what veal cutlet goes for a pound? Just have the chicken. <laughs> 1-800-283-101.5. This is the Uber Eats list of the most unexpected food combos that people have ordered this year. So, I mean, who calls and says, I want watermelon and mustard? Would you eat that? Uh, hard pass. Yellow mustard. Yeah, hard pass. Not happening, right? No. Cheese and martinis I would do. Cheese and martinis? No, cheese and martinis. Oh, like sip a martini and have some cheese? Yeah. Yeah, why What's not? What's problem with that, right? Yeah. Peanut butter and pizza? No. Mm, no. No. Unless you like owned a pizzeria and you did it like a kid's pizza and you did like the, uh, you know, the peanut butter and jelly kind of pizza. Like the jelly drizzle. I have yeah. a peanut butter combo that I like, though. On pizza? No, no, no. What? Uh, chunky peanut butter and bacon sandwiches. That's like Ooh. my, oh my gosh. Really? Yeah. Peanut butter. It's got to be chunky, though. Chunky? Chunky uh, peanut butter and bacon sandwich. Oh. How do you cook the bacon? Oh, could you crisp or just like No, uh, I, I like cooking bacon in the uh, oven. I put it on like a cookie sheet and uh, bake it, and, you know, that's why it's in the grease. And if you have like a, like a cookie rack, uh, you can put it on the on the uh, sheet pan so it's not sitting in its grease. Nice. Um, so, yeah. Nice. That's my weird combo. Sushi and ranch. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't sound yeah, it does. so far-fetched. Pizza and applesauce. Um, no. Dark chocolate and tomato salad. <laughs> <laughs> People order this. People say, I'm going to pick up the phone. I got to have dark chocolate and tomato salad. <laughs> and they call. No. Popcorn and pickle juice. <laughs> that could be a snack. I mean, I mean, yeah, sure. But then when the popcorn gets soggy? Pickles and whipped cream. No. <laughs> Fruit roll-ups and hot Cheetos. Okay. I mean, I'd be willing to try that. No, not me. No? 8.30. Now the latest New Jersey news from NJ 101.5. 101.5. Weather brought to you by Pajamagram. Looking for a Christmas gift that is more alluring than lingerie? Check out Naturally Nude Pajamas by Pajamagram. They're sensuous and soft. They look just as seductive as they feel. Order today, get a free matching Naturally Naughty Nude Nighty. Naturally Nude Nighty. No naughty. 
available exclusively at pajamagram.com. All right, Steve Trevelis, two questions. One, where are the cool houses decorated for Christmas in New Jersey? And two, give me a weird food combination. John is in Manchester on New Jersey 101.5. You called back. Yeah, um, 184 uh, Yellow Bank uh, in uh, Tom's River by the Ferrone family. Right. Um, tremendous light show, same as the one in Jackson, basically, with the music. And has like the dancing lights and so on and so forth. How about that? And in the comp, and the comp is actually like two and a half houses. It's like two houses side by side, and then they do a little more to the street. So the two couples, the two house owners, got together. Is it one guy who owns two houses? I believe it's two two homeowners that have gotten together. And How about that? Incredible. And the like I said, it's dancing lights. The the. The lights make different patterns with the music. You can drive up, tune in your, you know, your radio station and the carols and watch the light show. Isn't it amazing? Anybody can now buy a radio station <laughs> that can put the music for the Christmas lights. I love that. Yeah. And as far as weird food combinations, yeah. eggs over easy with gravy. Gr- red gravy? No, grape jelly. Oh, great. Eggs over easy with grape jelly. Yes. Wow. How did you how did you think of that? I didn't. My wife has been doing it our whole ever since we've been together. Picked it up from her dad and yeah. Eggs over easy grape jelly. Did they not have toast one day and she just really <laughs> wanted the grape jelly no matter what? And uh, orange juice with a bagel taking a bagel and dipping it into orange juice. Oh, that's kind of weird. That's kind of like a marmalade kind of deal. But if you like... If no, you, no. No? No, it's straight orange juice. Yeah. You take a plain bagel and dip it right into the orange juice. Do you do you like it? I. It's my daughter. She did that when she was a kid. I never bothered to try that. A, a good idea. John, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Lisa's in Morristown on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Lisa. Hi there. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We just came back from seeing a, a spectacular light show at um, Six Viking Court in Randolph. Six um, Viking Court in Randolph. Yeah, it's spectacular. There's a, a big house, but I think the neighbor also kicks in, so it's really pretty. Um, they take donations for St. Jude's, and they've been doing this for 26 years. Wow. How about that? Yep. So we were asking her about it today, and she says it takes her 10 weeks to set up. So they start in September. But this will be the last year they're doing it. Why? Um, I just think it's a lot of work. So one of the things you were talking about is where do they store it? Right. So they have a shed in the back. They have it above their garage. It's a lot of work, but it is really beautiful. So if you get a chance to go check it out, this is the year to do it. I love that. Six Viking Court in Randolph. They raise money for St. Jude. What are some of the things they've got out on the lawn? Oh, my gosh. They have beautiful, like, um, a, a waterfall. A waterfall. It's waterfall with light. Wow. Um, that fills out. It's coordinated with music. It's just really spectacular to look at. That's so much to see. I love. It. Uh, give me a weird food combination, Lisa. Oh my gosh! I knew you were going to ask me this. I like all food combinations, so I don't have any. You like weird. all food? You like chocolate syrup on sardines? You like that? 
Well, no, but I'm going to try that now. Oh, now you're going to try that. All right. How about a pineapple meatloaf? Um, you know what? Listen, my dad is a big lover of meatloaf, right. and I swear I put every combination together, but that one I have not done. Right. My, my friend, former Manalapan detective, Robert Forsack, a pineapple meatloaf. My grandmother used to make them. Delicious. Okay. I'm going to give it a shot. If you could put it on pizza, why not? Why not? Why not? It's a secret ingredient in a, um, in a carrot cake. Do you know that? I had no idea. No, I did not know that. Ah. Secret. But, you know, the, th the things you learn on this show, Lisa, I'm so I glad know. you called. This is good. All right. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Sharon is in Perth Amboy. Sharon, on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Sharon. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. I have three. They're quick, but they're really good. They're not that crazy, but okay. one is if you're eating pizza, to take your crust and dip it in the Coke the way you would dunk cookies and milk. <laughs> Is that the kind of stuff you did, like, after the bar, sitting in the pizzeria, the only one that was open, like maybe Angelo's in Seattle City, and uh, half drunk? And, and, you know what? I've been doing it yeah. for, like, over 20 years. Or, or, like, you're sitting in the pizzeria with your friends, and uh, nobody wants to leave, and you're bored out of your mind, so you start taking the pizza crust and dipping it in the Coke just to amuse yourself, something like that? It, yeah, but it's still, you gotta try. It. I will. It sounds pretty good. Now it's now becomes Coke bread. <laughs> and and the other two were just not that crazy, but like if it's Thanksgiving, right. I always have to put my corn on the mashed potatoes and mix it. Oh, I everybody does that, right? I do that. Right. A pea is the same the thing. One was the McDonald's fries dipped in vanilla milkshake. That's another thing, right? You see, you're one of these people when you go out to eat, you got to dip your food in your drink. Yeah. Right. That's it. That's it. Whatever. Whatever. You got. You got. Now you got to get. Not only you got to get a drink that will please the palate. You got to drink. Get a drink that will taste good with whatever you're going to eat. Exactly. Like take a steak, dip it in a chocolate milkshake. You, know, you never know what can happen. No, no, no. That one's a little. Know, that's kind of interesting. All right. So we got pizza and Coke, and we got uh, what are the other? We got pizza and Coke. We got French fries and a McDonald's shake. And uh, what's the other one? And it was just mixing the corn and mashed potatoes. That's like always has to be. Every every, <laughs> every kid does that. Did you did you take the corn and make like a face in the mashed potatoes? No, just like mix it, and that's that's the one thing. And yeah, that's if you're really bored, try that. Yeah, <laughs> and you're really the bored. Thing. Yeah, and, and you no, know no, what? No, you could it. you could let everybody know how you feel. But you put a smiley face with the corn, and you're happy. <laughs> you put a frown with the corn. Look out! Duck and run. Eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. All right, give me a really cool house decorated for Christmas in New Jersey. Give me a crazy food combination. You know, when it comes to you know, when it comes to authentic Italian specialties, no one does it better than Tuscany Italian Market in Marlboro, Manalapan, and Freehold. You bring that same quality and authenticity to your table this Christmas with Tuscany's catering services, or give the gift of Tuscany to your loved ones with Italian specialty baskets starting at just fifty dollars with shipping available, imported chocolates, olive oils, cheeses, pasta, and much more. See for yourself at any of their three locations or online at TuscanyCateringNJ.com. Remember, if it's not Tuscany, you know what it is? You know what it is? Imitation. Every holiday's five. Whether brought to you by the Council on Compulsive Gambling of New Jersey 
The holidays are time for giving, but playing the lottery is gambling, and lottery tickets should not be given to minors. To learn more, or if you know someone with a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 800GAMBLER.org. Never thought of that. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Hungry. Brian Bissell, my producer's here. Also uh, hungry. We're also hungry. Right? Nobody's giving us food. We got to start inviting like uh, the food people back in. We do. We do. We were going well for we were going really strong for a couple of weeks there. We had Guy Matt we had Guy Matson and uh, Johnny Meatballs in here a couple oh, of weeks man. ago. That was fun, right? That tomato pie. Oh man. We gotta get Glenn with the ribs in here. We gotta get Eddie with the chicken. We got our <laughs> we got our food cast of characters. Uh let's baby have his Ewing Diner breakfast. We all, <laughs> we all find food. They don't even leave us scraps, you know? Yeah. Uh, by the time we get it, I remember like Sam would like when uh, Sam was producing me, he would like, yeah. you know, steal a bagel. <laughs> really? And just have it for dinner. After it's been out there for like you know, 10 hours? Oh, when he would come in, he would be out there for like maybe eight hours. Oh, that's fair. Well, I mean, you know, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a secret. You know, like a lot of coffee places, what they do is they take the bagels that they don't sell on Monday mm-hmm. and they toast them on Tuesday. You have no waste. Oh. Yeah, freeze them, toast them. Never know the uh, difference. Of course not. All right, so give me a weird food combinations, right? Uh, Uber, uh, Uber Eats put out their list mm-hmm. of the nine most weird food combinations. Uh, I, I did find some more. I once polled my audience about this. Oh, you did? And what we came up with was cottage cheese and potato chips. Uh, at like a dip? As like the dip? Uh, you know, I, see, I thought you ate the cottage cheese to lose the weight that you had earlier put on from the potato chips. <laughs> but apparently they go together. They, can, they cancel out. They cancel out. Donut burgers. Donut? Okay, that sounds really good. There was a place in Freehold called Tom Chi. Tom Chi. Tom and Chi, Tom Chi. And uh, it was uh, on Route 9. And what they would do is they would make grilled cheese out of donuts. Wow. Take the glazed donut, put the cheese in the middle. What do you put on top of that, though? You could put whipped cream. You could put, I mean, whatever you want. You know, it's, it's a grilled cheese. What do you put on top of a grilled cheese? Nothing. You eat it. Uh, well, it depends. Right? Yeah. Well, do you put, what do you put on top of a grilled cheese? Well, you dip it right. You can't. You gotta hold it, so you can't put something on top of it. Well, it's not. It's not weird per se, but like you know, a couple of pieces of bacon and like a tomato. That's inside the grilled cheese. Yeah. Oh, if you do that, but I'm talking about not on top of it. Oh, right? on top of it. Oh, okay. Oh, right. So, yeah. right, so give me a weird food combination. All right, my weird food combination uh, is vanilla ice cream, any right. kind of ice cream really, right. with um, goldfish. The um, not the little pet ones, but the ones, that, the, the little <laughs> not the ones the you get crackers. at the state fair. <laughs> the little oh, the, the the Pepperidge Farm goldfish. Yeah, the Pepperidge Farm goldfish, the regular, you know, the orangey yellow ones. Yeah, those sprinkle them over top of some vanilla ice cream. That ain't bad. That's that sweet salty thing. Going sweet and on. salty. Yeah, yeah. Would you do the cheddar cheese ones or just the straight ones? It's the cheddar ones. See, I was really. It's weird. I was influenced. Cheddar cheese and ice cream. Yeah. I would have. I wouldn't have expected the combo. I, w- I was influenced, and in Men in Black, one of the characters, makes a comment about always getting a slice of cheese with his uh, his, his pie, and I, and then people do that. that. I've heard of that cheese on apple pie. Have you done it? I've done it, but I've heard it. Have you put like cheese on random things? A lot of these seem to be cheese connected. A lot of people do that with bacon, like on anything. You ever have bacon with ice cream? Bacon Sunday? I haven't. Try it. You ever have bacon bits? You ever have a maple donut, a maple bacon donut? That sounds like. There's a place, George Street Cafe, George Street's 
bar, George Street something. We went there after we saw Anthony Rodia. Yeah. Uh, we went to this George Street uh, bar, whatever it was, and mm-hmm. they served maple, the homemade, maple bacon donut. Sounds like something you'd find at Tim Hortons. Unbelievable. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Uh, peanut butter and mayonnaise. Oh. Slice of tomato, salt and pepper. Not happening. Uh, cheeseburgers topped with sauerkraut. Also not happening. That doesn't sound too bad. Mexican chocolate chicken. Absolutely not happening. All right. I'll tell you what is happening. Does this sound familiar to you? Boy, it took me a while to get out of bed this morning. Or I certainly can't do the same things I used to do before since I'm in so much pain. Or even I went to the doctor, doctor, and they gave me muscle relaxers and pain pills and told me to follow up in a week. Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it or not doing anything, making you feel loopy or drowsy like other places. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, and frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com No one knows Jersey Road like we do with a 24-7 dedicated staff and hundreds of cameras we'll keep you moving all day and all night long fast traffic every 15 minutes only on new jersey 101.5 wkxw trenton wkxw hd it's all right it's all right steve trevelis 1-800-283-101.5 is the number to get you through the night hanging out till 11 o'clock tonight Go to the NJ1015.com Steve Trevely's page and check out two beautifully decorated Christmas houses, one in Jackson, one in Manalpin. I got a list ahead. More houses uh, coming up in the very near future. My interview with Paul Stanley from KISS. He's coming to the Wentworth Gallery in Short Hills this Friday night. You're going to want to check it out. Uh, this is a really, really sad story. And it begs a question that I really hate asking and will probably never change because of uh, politics, you know, political stronghold by a group. Um, 88-year-old nun died on the Garden State Parkway Saturday morning when she tried to drive across three lanes of traffic. Joan Butler of West Orange stopped on the right shoulder on the southbound lanes around exit 118 around 10.45 a.m., according to uh, State Police Sergeant Philip Curry. Butler then re-entered traffic, but instead of merging properly, she suddenly crossed over to the left lane and was hit by a Lexus. She was taken to a Bayshore Moore Medical Center in Homedale for treatment of serious injuries and pronounced dead. 88 years old, driving across three lanes of traffic. Now, like I said, I hate to bring this up, and I know that nothing's going to come of it because uh, a lot of senior citizens will, you know, vote for politicians who uh, keep them on the road and not vote for politicians who will even bring up the fact that perhaps they should be retesting. And my sons are 16 years old. And in New Jersey, like when I was 16 years old, uh, we couldn't drive till I was 17. But when you were 17 years old, you had to take the road, your written test, and then you made an appointment, you took the road test. 
You could study on your own. You know, your your parents could teach you how to drive. Uh, and if you pass the road test, you got your license. Well, now at 16 years old, they could take the written test. And then I've got to then go out and get them driving instructors, professional driving instructors, to let them drive. And uh, they take their road test when they're 17, uh, provided they have this these driving instructors, not the parents, the driving instructors, because we just can't spend enough money in New Jersey. Um, it's just the way we are. We are the spend money state. And why is it that 16-year-olds who are sharp, you know, uh, they may not be as smart, but again, their brains aren't on the decline, I don't mean that the way it sounds. But we don't know with everybody driving who's in their 80s what's going on with them. So, you know, I want to float this idea out as has been done before. What would be so wrong if you're testing kids at 16 and you're forcing them to get professional driving instructors and they get their license at 17 and we're paying attention to that, then why not on the other side of life? When you're 75, I would say 65, like retire, let's say retirement is 70. So let's say 75. What would be so wrong at 75? Either a medical exam, a doctor's note saying, okay, this person is fit, if that's the way you want to go, or an actual, which I prefer, you know, the actual road test. Where you go out and maybe you could do something online if it could be done that way like a reflex thing or something. It's, it's just so sad that this happens. And you see, and you hear about it all the time. You know, well, not all the time, but you hear about it a lot. Um, people driving, you know, hitting the gas instead of the brake, running through the garage door, running through the store window. And it's so sad because, you know, these people have lived full lives. And who wants to die like that? When I was in high school, I had a girlfriend. Her grandfather was 77 years old. He drove a Volkswagen station wagon, and he was making a turn and just got crushed, hit head on. You never know, you know? My father was 92 years old. Um, he drove until he was 92 years old. He refused to give up his keys. And for me, man drove all his life. He was my dad. I'm not taking the keys. Uh, maybe I should have taken the keys. But he, you know, every day, every Saturday, he'd come to my house. And uh, he'd sit, we'd have coffee, talk about the Giants. He'd talk to the kids, watch them play football, whatever. And then when he'd leave, you'd see the car, the 2005 Blue Hyundai driving down the road. And you think to yourself, is this going to be the last time I see that car? Is this going to be the last time I see my father? Is everything good? When your parents are 92 years old and your dad is 92 years old and he's driving away, you make sure in your mind that everything is okay. Everything's been said. We're all okay. Uh, and we were. But 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about the idea of retesting at 75? You do it at 75. You do it again at 80. Do it again at 85. Just, just to make sure everything's okay for both parties. And have you ever been in a situation where you 
had to uh, ask for the keys where it was time. And even though you didn't want to admit it, even though they didn't want to admit it, your mom, your dad, whatever, it was time. And you're doing it to save their life. You're doing it because you want them around. You're doing it because you don't want to get that call. Not only for them, but for the other person who could be involved. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever taken the keys? For me, like when my time comes, when my kids come to me and say, Dad, it's time to give us the keys. Here you go. No problem. I hate driving. I hate driving. I was the first guy in my, you know, in my, my clique, my group, to get their license. And to this day, all I do is drive people around everywhere. I should, be, I should be an Uber driver. When you have kids, you're the Uber driver. But 1-800-283-101.5. Should seniors be tested starting at 75 to maintain their driver's license? And you know what? Nine times out of ten, maybe 99 times out of 100, they're going to pass, and that's good. But that one time, that one time, that life that could be saved, what would be so wrong with that? If you can drive... God bless you. But if you find out that you can't, or maybe you find out that your reflexes aren't what they used to be, you know, and maybe you need that pointed out to you, or maybe it's a great way to settle an argument, you know, between uh, parent and child over the keys. Give me the keys. No. How about this? You go get tested. And if you fail the test, not only for the sake of the person driving the car, you know, the elderly person driving the car, the child, the family, who don't want to see anything happen to that person, but for the sake of the person who could be innocent bystander, by driver, who could be involved in what could, you know, in what could possibly happen. 1-800-283-101.5. Butler was a member of the Sisters of Charity St. Elizabeth at, in the convent station section of Mars Township, according to Sister Maureen Shaughnessy, the general superior. She declined to comment about the crash, citing the ongoing investigation. It was the ninth fatal crash on the Garden State Parkway uh, and the second in Aberdeen. So what do you think? 1-800-283-101.5. Should seniors be retested for driving? Starting at, say, 75. If you've got another age... I'm in. Let me hear. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you been thinking about adding a pet to your family? My friends at Pet Center in Oldbridge know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market, up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, and a complete homecoming kit. They have a large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, and tropical fish. Visit them at shops at Oldbridge on Route 9 or at Pet Center NJ. Dot com today. Here's fast traffic. I one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Steve Trevelis. Your thoughts? How do you feel about having the elderly retested for driving, starting at say seventy five? Eighty eight year old nun loses her life on the Garden State Parkway trying to drive straight across three lanes. Should this be happening? We monitor children. We monitor 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds. Why not 75-year-olds? Joe is in Seabright on New Jersey 101.5. Giuseppe, how are you? 
Hey, you, you figured out it was Italian. That's uh, nice. I could tell. I could, uh, I could, I could anyway, see it on the phone. Uh, you, you heard the gravel in my voice. That's, That's what it was. <laughs> gravel, but whatever it is. Uh, anyway, yeah, once government gets involved, they become overzealous. You go for a test, whether it's 75, 80, whatever it is. If you're even going to hiccup, they're going to pick you out, and they're going to try and deny you your license. And uh, you think so? I you, I worked for government. I won't say how. No, no, no. But I mean, like, why would? But why would they do that? Well, well here's the story. Also, it has to do with liability. Good. All of a sudden, they're testing you, and they're saying you're good to go. And now, all of a sudden, you have a problem. And then some clever lawyer in your defense or something or, or going at you is going to say, "Well, the government passed him, and that uh, he was." But that's you know, happening now. Well, I understand that. Right? I mean, Joe, right now, the government says you're okay to drive. So what would be the difference? Because you f did not physically go through a test and be adjudged correct or able to drive. Right. But you know what? That could, from the time you got tested till the time of whatever situation, accident, whatever you were in, yeah. you know, there could have been a deterioration. There could be anything. I mean, I don't know if that, I don't know if that would hold up. And the thing with the government, I mean, you know, you're worth more to them on the road because now the insurance company's making money on you, the auto industry's making money on you. You're able to get around. The government doesn't have to pay to get you around. Uh, they're better off with you on the road. Money. Huh? I understand that, but I think that just the nature of government. Right. They're going to be overprotective, and I use the word hiccup. I'll go maybe a little bit further and say they'll allow a hiccup. But they're, but they're going to be very protective of the situation, and they're, they're going to basically try and find a way for you to not to be denied your driving privilege. Now, as right. a, here's the thing, too. Good. Here's the thing, too. Good. Not every 70-year-old is good or bad, not 80 years. I have a couple of friends who are in their 90s right. who are still driving, right. including 94. And they uh, they are doing excellently, and uh, you know, and there are people who probably have I don't want to use the word dementia or some problems that are in their late fifties or sixties and uh, shouldn't be on the road either. And it, it's just all all people are not created equal. There there are apples and there are oranges, and there are eighty year olds that are excellent to drive, and there are eighty. And that's why I didn't say revoke the license. That's why I say test. Right? I'm not saying everybody should lose what their happened? license at a certain age. I'm saying everybody should be tested at a certain age to make sure that those who can't drive don't. But what happens after a test? Possibly revocation. No. Well, it depends. What's, the purpose, it, what, the, what's the purpose of the test? You're going to get a license that says uh, we test. You still have your license to drive. But just in case something happens, we did test him, and he's a little shaky. No, you're going to have a license that says, Joe, Joe, calm down. You're going to have a license that says this person has been tested and is okay to drive. If they're not okay to drive, they're not going to have the license. Mike is on 287 on New Jersey 101.5. Mike, what are you thinking? First of all, everyone's forgetting something. Driving is a privilege, not a right. Right. right? So you, you, the state, would have every... Um, authority, if you will, to retest based on you meeting a certain age mark. And unfortunately, when you get older, you lose your motor skills. And, you know, quite frankly, uh, I see it all the time on the roads 
these older folks uh, don't have the reflexes. They're driving a little bit more erratic than they would if they were. Oh, they're petrified. Right. And so uh, they should be retested. I'm a big advocate of that Um, because you could cause some serious injuries, if not death. And, again, it's a privilege. It's not a right. So the concept of uh, the other gentleman, oh, well, they may take your license. Well, that's okay. Guess what? It's it's not a constitutional right. It's a privilege. The same way you mentioned earlier with young teenagers. They have to, you know, hit certain barometers before they're allowed to drive at night or with other kids in the car. Right. It's the same concept, just on the flip side. And it's not fair to the people, you know, the other people who could be involved in an accident or something who also have, you know, they have a right to their life. And, you know, they could lose it so that someone who's not really capable of driving anymore is still on the road, even though they shouldn't be. And again, if you pass your test, if you know, if you're in your 90s and you can drive, God bless you. It's not when I try to take the license away. We're trying to protect you from driving if you can no longer do it and don't want to admit it. Absolutely. All right, Mike, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. It's a very simple thing. You know, nobody's out to get anybody. And, again, this will never happen because the politicians are gutless. You know, they're not going to take a chance. They will lose the senior vote. So it'll never come up. I remember, I think, talking to Governor Christie about it. He'd mentioned it, where, you know, it's never going to happen. Because this, you know, the AARP, you know, there's such a stronghold in the voting that if they turned against a politician who even proposed the idea, they'd never be, you know, they'd never run again. But how do you feel about it just in a common sense? I mean, is there anybody out there whose parent or they themselves just said, I can't do this anymore and gave up the keys? Have you ever tried to take the keys away from your parents. When it's time, what was the situation? How did it go? If it's for your own good, if it's for their own good, if it's for the, you know, to save lives, why not? You know, what are you trying to prove? When you see people on the road scared to death in the right lane, who doesn't want to drive at night? You know, who doesn't want to drive at dusk? You know, the, the, then you see these idiots that are on the road in Jersey to begin with. We talk about road rage. We talk about people trying to run people off the road. You know, then you get people who uh, just live in eternal frustration when somebody's driving too slow in front of them. Well, you know who that is, senior citizen? That's you. And if you can do it, God bless. But why not, like 75, then maybe again at 80, Again in 85, and I'm talking about every year, or maybe like 75 to 80, and maybe every year after that. One afternoon, let's just go take the driving test and make sure everything is okay. For yourself, as well as everybody else, your thoughts. 1 800 283 101.5. I'm Steve Trevelace. It's 930. Now, the latest New Jersey news. Weather brought to you by Tuscany Italian Market. Give the gift of Tuscany this season with an authentic Italian specialty basket starting at just $50. Imported chocolates, charcuterie items, olive oil, cheeses, pasta, and much more. Visit them online at TuscanyCateringNJ.com. Steve Trevelis. 1-800-283-101.5. A nun, 88 years old dies on the Garden State Parkway trying to cut across traffic 
We don't know the situation, but would it be such a bad idea to test seniors starting at 75 just to make sure they can still drive, just to make sure there are no problems, as opposed to you can drive for the rest of your life no matter what your mind and body are doing at any specific moment? And then also, have you ever had to take the keys from your parents? Ever tried to take the keys from your parents? Internet is in Union City on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Internet. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Okay. Uh, yeah, when when I was younger, I started learning how to drive. And, of course, when you get your permit in the mid-70s, you had to drive with uh, another licensed driver. Right. And, well, anyway, my mom uh, was starting to get up there. And I noticed that she wasn't as swift as she, you know, would normally be. Right. And she didn't want, now that it's, you know, getting dark early at 4.30, she didn't want to drive after 4.30. She would start braking in the middle of the street for no reason. And the light is still green. She's paranoid. Driving 40 miles an hour on the highway. And, you know, I was sitting in the car driving with her. And she's like looking all over the place, starting to panic. And uh, I had to hide the keys from her because I realized that, uh, her reaction time wasn't there. She can kill me and her yeah. and also somebody else in the street. Exactly. And I agree with you 100%. I'm not a young whippersnapper anymore either. And I don't mind that once I turn 75 that I do have to take the test again. Because you know what? I have my life and also other people's lives on the line. It's just like a drunk driver. You know what I'm saying? It gives something to do that day. You know, I'm going to get tested. Yeah. Right? It gives something to do. Get out of the house. You get behind the wheel. You drive. Right? You, you, you parallel park. It doesn't be a complicated test. Just a regular driving uh, test. Uh, just a common sense driving test to see if your wits are still there. And I agree with that. Like you said, even with the AARP, I belong to it. But you know what? They should have they should have some type of a restriction with the elderly people because just like if a sixteen year old is starting to drive, okay, you got a new driver on the highway and you got to worry about them, and then you got to also worry about uh, elder people also. Yeah, and you know what? And that's the thing because the, the people who are driving, a lot of them are just so petrified. You know, here's your mom. She's driving at 40. You know, she's, she's, she's doing 40 on the turnpike, on the parkway. Get in the right lane with the blinker on eternally, just, you know, hugging the road. It's not fair to the other people, too. But it's more dangerous. It's not fair. It's not safe. And especially, God forbid, if it's raining or snowing, then they're going to drive 20 miles an hour on, on, the, on the parkway or the highway. And then it's going to make matters worse because then you got a slower uh, person in the, in the in the right lane, and you're supposed to be doing at least a minimum speed limit, and they're going to cause an accident. They can kill somebody because now when it's raining or snowing, it's going to make it worse for them because now they're going to panic even more. Uh, You're right, Antoinette. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Mark is in Williamstown. Hey, Mark. Steve, how you doing? Good, pal. How are you? Your producer. I was talking to your producer. I was thinking, can you get doctors involved? Seniors go to the doctors regularly. right. Can't can't they like see if a if a person just isn't there cognitively and and notify whatever? I mean, there's got to be something like you could do that way. No, I'll tell you why. Because any doctor that tells the patient that they can't drive anymore is going to lose that patient. Well, that's that's my thing, though. You, yeah. You don't. Do you have to tell the patient that? Of course. How are you going to do it? Are you going to how are you going to do it? You, you want the doctor to test the. You that. want the doctor to test the patient. Is that what you're saying? Well, they know if it, if a if an elder 
isn't a hundred percent there anymore. The doctor. Yeah, but you you have a right to face your accuser in the United States, right? If you're uh, come on, you what you don't want somebody telling a doctor telling the police that you can't drive without you knowing about it. Not the police, the DOT. The DOT, whoever it is. You know, you don't want the doctor ratting you out. You should know about that. And any doctor, doc, see, the doctor-patient relationship is a tight one. It's a long one. If the, doc, the doctor would advise the patient, I don't think you should be driving and maybe testify in court in a later date, but the doctor doesn't get that kind of power to go to the DOT and tell them this person can't be drugged. They've got, they got to be taken out of the equation. If anything, it's very, very simple. Let the DOT do their job and make it their job that if you're 75, you need to come in and get tested. That's all. What, what, how long does the test take? What's a road test? That's it. If you pass, you pass. You go go out for another five years, maybe 80, come back 80 every year after that. But you're talking about one afternoon. You're talking just a road test, right? That's, That's it. You need to do. Yeah, just a road test. I can, can you pass a written test? I can't pass a written test. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, no, we yeah, have enough trouble passing it at 17. Road test is best anyway. You yeah. see what they, uh, what they got. Yeah. You put them in a car. You drive them around. Or may, you know what? How about this? How about this? You don't even, if you really, you can make it even easier. We take the DOT out of it. And you could actually go get certified at a driving school. You make an appointment with your local driving school. They have a special price for the road test. So you go out, and they'll give you the test. They'll put you through the motions. And if you pass, and they give it to the DOT. Now you're making money for the driving school. Like that? Yeah, well, that's, I, I think the DOT is going to want it. They're going to want the money. Well, they're going to have to hire the manpower. Well, they just hired 80,000 IRS agents. Right. Sure they got no problem doing that. No, but I mean, well, that's another way of doing it. I mean, they could, you know, they could get a percentage, they'll tax the DLT. But I'm just saying that maybe you do yeah. it through the driving school so that rather than be intimidated by going to the Department of Transportation and sitting in the, in the line at the motor vehicle agency, maybe, you know, you go to your local driving school and uh, the guy gets in the car. Okay, do this, 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 and this, marks it down. You're good to go. Bye. There's another way to do it. Yeah, it's hard. It's not not an easy thing. No, Mark, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Maybe do it like that. Try to make it as simple as possible. It's not the intimidating, we're here to take your license. No, we just want to make sure you can drive. You should want to make sure you can drive. 1-800-283-101.5. Should seniors be retested? Starting at, say, 75. Your thoughts? Jersey Radio. In New Jersey, 101.5 collects teddy bears for the New Jersey State PBA. We call them Feel Better Bears. You can help New Jersey police make kids feel better during emergencies with a teddy bear to hug. To find your closest bear drop-off location or buy a bear online, visit our app or nj1015.com. Thanks to our sponsors, All-American Auto Group, Rob Dukansky of Remax First Advantage and Trinity Rehab. This holiday, give a child a feel-better bear. And thanks from all of us and New Jersey, 101.5, Steve Trevelis. 88-year-old nun goes across three lanes of traffic on the parkway, ends up dying in the process. Is it time that we retest seniors, beginning at 75? You know, we over-test, you know, we, we test 16-year-olds. 
right? We, we give them written tests. They got to get professional driving instructors before they could even think about getting a license at 17. So why can't we do this on the other side? Why can't we do this 75, 80? Why is that such a big deal? I don't understand. 1-800-283-101.5. Debbie is in Sterling on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Steve. How are you? Good. Um, you? I I called in because this really struck a chord with me. Uh, May 13th of this year, I was at a drive-up window at a drugstore, and they were taking so long, I put the car in park, and the next thing I know, I was just seeing black and white, and I had been struck from behind by a a another driver right. would mistake the gas and the brake and move my car about four feet and did some real damage that just keeps happening. Wow. The pain keeps getting worse. And she was 92 and I'm 62 and you better test me too. When I get older, it's not a game. No, not at all. How, how do you feel? You're still in pain. Um, I hurt. I have whiplash. Right. I, I have I have trouble moving my arms. I'm a server. You know, I, I left my corporate job after COVID. I couldn't sit in a cubicle anymore. Right. And I'm just doing the very best I can. And, I mean, it's, this is horrible. And all she did was go a block from her house and to pick up a prescription. I mean, with the day of Uber and Walgreens will deliver it through, there's, there's, there's absolutely no reason to get behind the wheel of a car. Did, was she okay after it? She was shook up. Right. You know, the police, I felt bad because the police wanted to give her a ticket for leaving the scene. She was so shook up, she had to go to the bathroom and hand me the registration, said, I'll be back. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, You know what? And you feel so bad. You feel so sorry by the same token. Like you said, you're right. And if anything, we're not saying she should be off the road. But again, maybe it's, you know, sometimes that happens. Sometimes, you know, the car messes up or you accidentally hit the gas with a brake or whatever. That could happen to anybody. But it wouldn't hurt to know when you're 92 years old that, you know, even though you think your reflexes are good, they may not be as good as you think they are. And that could happen to anybody. So why not know, you know? And again, it doesn't even have to be going to the motor vehicle and being intimidated. It could be going to your local driving school and just making an appointment. And uh, we're going to come in. We're going to test you. It's going to take, you know, 15, 20 minutes, whatever. And you're out of here with a certificate that Something. says you can drive. I mean, there needs to be there needs to be some sort of protocol. I'm surprised the insurance companies don't force it, right? Because they got to pay it out. Exactly. And, I mean, they gave me back my deductible right away. Right. I just want my medical covered. I don't want anything from anybody. Just please don't make me have to pay out of pocket for, you know. How's it doing now? Did they do that? Well, we're still in the process. Um, as I stated, I'm not, I'm not someone who wants a cash. This, I don't want that. I, right. I just want to be okay. That's all. Right. No, I get it. Debbie, best of luck. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Seems like a no brainer. You know, you wouldn't figure if you're 75, 80, whatever, and you think you can drive. Okay, fine. Go prove it. If you can't, when you want to know before something happens, Dean's in Highland Park on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Dean. Hey, how's it going, man? Well, buddy, how about you? Doing great, doing great. You know, beautiful night out today. 
Hey. Uh, actually, yeah, I was calling because um, I fully support it 100%. Um, that they should be retested even earlier than 70, honestly, if possible. My uh, my wife back in 2010 had a really bad accident with an 83 year old. Wow. He uh, he didn't see the stop sign, blew right through it, T-boned her car, and now um, she has uh, two lower back injuries that it would be really hard for her now to carry a child. Oh, God. And you know what? Not only does she have to deal with that, he's got to deal with that. I mean, you know, how do you think? Well, I, I, that's another thing. How do you think he feels? If anything, you'd run and know, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be driving. All right. Actually, the 83-year-old, uh, he passed away because of the injuries. Oh, God, that's even worse. You know, uh, Dean, yeah, yeah uh, you're absolutely right. You know, it's got, it's time. It's time to put some kind of legislation somewhere. We got to get a politician with a pair to uh, propose the bill that seniors be retested. Maybe like as the guy's ready to leave politics, maybe like that. But let that be the last bill, like the exit strategy so that this way they don't have to worry about, you know, not getting voted for or whatever. We're going to do this. I think we should. What do you think? 1-800-283-101.5. National winner for best newscast. New Jersey 101.5 has received the 2022 Edward R. Murrow Award for best newscast. We bring you our best because you bring us yours. Proud to be New Jersey 101.5. WKXW Trenton, WKXW HD. To listen to me whine about nothing and everything I love. Ah, but of course you do. Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5. Got plenty of time to listen to me whine. I'm going to be of another hour yet. Headlines and Trev lines coming up at 1030. Go to nj1015.com. You check out the Steve Trevely's page with all the Christmas houses and the pictures. Uh, Glendale Drive in Marlboro, Carlson Court in Jackson. Beautiful houses, beautiful homes. We're talking about right now the idea of testing seniors. We had an 88-year-old nun try to drive straight across the Garden State Parkway, and she died Saturday morning. Uh, we could prevent that with simple testing. What would be the problem? My sons at 16 years old, they got, you know, they had to take the written test, then they got to get professional driving instruction, then they could take the road test. Why can't we do this for seniors? Why is that a problem? Will's in Pennsylvania, New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Will. Hey, how you doing tonight? Good. How about you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. What are you thinking? I totally agreeable with it. Um, I've been a truck driver for close to 20 years. I hold a Class A CDL, and we have to get tested every two years um, to to continue to keep our CDL. Um, you know, we have to do a physical test, an eye test, a hearing test, and um, I I think that anybody over 65 should have to go through the same thing to make sure that they're safely capable of operating a motor vehicle on the roadways. You know what? It's really not that bad a deal. And like I said, it doesn't even have to be at the at the motor vehicle. Why not make a deal and let the motor vehicle make a deal with the driving schools so that now they can make a little extra money? And, uh, you know, you go just like now they're making all this extra money from these students who have to now go get driving lessons. They can't just learn from their parents. Let them have the senior citizens. You go, you make an appointment, $25, you're rolling around, you take your test. How long does a road test take? 15, 20 minutes? Right. 
And you do it. Yep. You get a little certificate, pass the road test, keep driving. If there's a, and you know what? Even you could even do a caveat that if you're allowed to fail it once, fail it once, you had a bad day, come back and try again. I, I would I would agree with that absolutely. My grandmother was ninety six years old. God bless her when she passed away. But she lost her license when she was eighty two. She had seven accidents in less than six months, and the DMV finally said, "All right, enough." You needed to put a big tire around her car, like a bumper car, you know, like yes. the Michelin man. Uh, yeah, and you really, and at that point, why should that even be an argument? <laughs> How dare you take my license? Are you kidding? It's well, just... driving, driving is a privilege. It's not a right, and a lot of people need to realize that. I think a lot of people feel entitled um, in this day and age that, you know, they have the right to drive. They don't. It's a privilege, and... And in your case, it's a profession, and you shouldn't be put in danger by someone who could, you know, get you killed or injured. And I see a lot of dangerous, you know, drivers on the road. Like I said, I've been doing this for almost 20 years, and um, I see a lot of crazy stuff on the road. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I agree. I think they should pass, not only in New Jersey, I think they should pass it in all states that, you know, after 65, you know, go take a written t or a road test and just to make sure you're okay. You know, you're safe to drive on the road for everybody else plus yourself. Yeah, you know what, Will? I'm with you. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5, 1-800-283-101.5. So uh, speaking of age, uh, our president snaps over effing age talk as he mulls re-election run. This is a report. It's in the New York Post. Age is nothing but a bleeping number, according to President Biden. The oldest ever commander-in-chief, who turned 80 last month, has vented to allies about how much the topic is discussed in the media as he sizes up a bid for a second term in 2024. This is from Politico. Uh, you think I don't know how effing old I am? <laughs> An exasperated Biden, who reportedly has a pension for profanity, ranted to one of his acquaintances earlier this year, according to the outlet. I don't know. He, can't, he, he barely speaks. You could hardly hear him. I don't know what a rant from Biden would sound like. Uh, Biden, who said he expects to run for another four years in office, but has pushed a final decision back until early next year, would be 86 years old when he leaves office if he completes a full second term. At that point, you know, if I didn't have Raymond, I'd let him come and sing for Trevia. But too bad, Mr. President, Raymond has got that job. I just hope and pray that while I'm in my 80s, I still have that kind of energy, said uh, Representative Mike Levin from California, told Politico, when asked about the wisdom of reelecting an octogenarian president. Are you kidding me? An October survey found 64% of Americans, including 50% of Democrats, said they were concerned about Biden's mental health uh, after a ghastly incident when he tried to recognize Representative Jackie Walorski during an event, forgetting she had died in a car accident weeks earlier. All right. Um, 1-800-283-101.5. Back to the idea of driving. I'll take this for another, like, two minutes. But what are your thoughts on it? I should have put a poll up. But everybody that called in pretty much agrees that it wouldn't be a bad thing to uh, test somebody. I would say, like, people say 65, 55, no, 70. 70 once, 75 once, 80 once, then 81, 82, 83. And just, just keep retesting. It's, it's, again, you, you make the appointment with motor vehicle. You, um, you know, or if not motor vehicle... Then if you want to pay for it, you know, if you don't want to wait for the motor vehicle appointment. And motor vehicle is so easy to deal with now. Uh, or, you know, you go to your driving school. Same way, like, uh, remember when you can just be able to get the car inspected? 
you should be able to get the car inspected at the local gas station. You know, you give them $25, they put the sticker on if you don't want to go back to a uh, motor vehicle. Uh, I don't know if they do that anymore. The inspection has shrunk so much. They hardly do anything when you go for the inspection. But it just makes the most sense so that this way you know that you know that you know that you can drive or that your parents can drive. And you get to ease your mind. How many people heard about that, that accident with the 88-year-old nun? And, uh, you know, took a pause. If you have an older relative, and have you ever taken the keys from a relative? Has you ever had that conversation where it was time to turn in the keys? Did they go quietly? Were they good about giving them up? Or was it a problem? You know, uh, households have been divided. Families have been divided. And, you know, at that point in life, you don't want to be on bad terms with your mother or father. Jen is in Camden on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Jenna. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. How about you? All right. I love this topic because it's so personal. Um, you know, my grandpa's 95. Right. And he's, he was driving all the way up until a few months ago. Um and so, like, I, I totally, you know, I'm, I'm on the borderline. You know, if we say we want to do some testing, because um, he was only going a few blocks, right, to his coffee shop and home, right. being a park where his gear is. So, like, if we want to do testing, we have to be careful because say they do fail, and I, saw, I heard about your caveat. Right. We need, like, a solution because as soon as we take away, like, driving or some, some kind of motor skill thing, I feel like you can see folks go downhill fast. As if we don't have, like, a solution in place where they could still get around and, you know, do their things that, that makes their quality of life, then putting that restriction on, I'm, I don't know, I, I want to pump the brake, you know? That's a great point. The only problem is, should there ever be a problem? So maybe the solution there is you've got you've to gotta channel that energy in a different way. I mean, Uber still exists. Friends still exist. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but what, you know, you yeah, still exist. Older, eighty-year-old. Who's going to know how to use that, right? Like, maybe in a few generations, they'll. You know, those folks are. No, I see what you mean. Well, they would. Have, they would have to call you. Be like, Jenna, get me a ride. <laughs> You'd be the one doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I, I. I mean, just saying that you know there would be trans transportation would be available. Taxi cabs would exist. You know, but just mm-hmm. the idea that if you know. It, it's better. It's worth the risk. I, I, the only thing I could say, and I completely understand what you're saying, you know, you don't want them to, uh, you know, go downhill that fast. So then it has to be, listen, you can't drive anymore. So maybe you should be doing this or you can do that. Yeah. And one quick point, you know, what we did was we put like one of those track driver things in his car uh-huh. so we could see where he was going and all his stops. And so, you know, maybe there's something with that that would help so you don't have to go to so many places to get a test. Maybe it's just tracking and monitoring your driving through that little widget that gets plugged right under your car. As long as, you know, and again, I'm just worried about the reflexes and the health. You know, you don't want anything to happen on the way to the coffee shop. Right. And, you know, yeah, that's what's important. Jenna, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. 101.5, Steve Trevelis. All right, tomorrow night we got trivia, music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. Do we have any idea what we're giving out tomorrow night, uh, Mr. Ryan? Any idea what we're giving out tomorrow night? No? Come on in. Come on in. 
Uh, Thursday night, we got Jersey's opening lines. We gave you the opening line of the song we play every weekend on New Jersey 101.5 when the music comes out to play. See, like, uh, some guys, they have to sweat this out. Me, I get the promotions director in the studio with me. He produces the show. So, uh, what do we got tomorrow night? Anything good? Promotions director is a little bold. Promotions-ish. Promotions-ish. He's promotions-ish. So, tomorrow, you'll be giving away David Bradley gift cards. Day? Ooh! No, I won't. Let <laughs> me take them home. David Bradley Chocolate Factory gift cards? That's what it says on here. That is fantastic. Oh, my God. They, that chocolate's amazing. What's your go-to, like, chocolate thing? Uh, chocolate bacon. Chocolate bacon. You ever tried it? I have not tried chocolate you bacon. You should try chocolate bacon. It's on the list. I, I really like, I've always wanted to try chocolate-covered bugs. Really? Yes. Since we were we mentioned weird food combinations earlier, it's one I you completely never forgot. tried them. No, have you? No, but in other countries, you know, there a friend of mine played college. His son played college basketball, and after college, he gets uh, a contract to play in in Thailand. Thailand, in Thailand, <laughs> and um, they eat. I'm pretty sure it was Thailand. They uh, they eat like you know, like we eat potato chips. Yeah. Well, they get there in their bags. Are like crickets and what? bugs. No way. And they eat them. Locusts. They just dried bugs, and they eat them like snacks. Protein. Total protein. We could be utilizing that here. You know, with go a, ahead. I mean, like think about like all the people that are going in to this gym. place. There are all kinds of bugs. You could have. You could have Thanksgiving in this place. <laughs> exactly. Or imagine like the city. You know, if we start eating rats, I'm sure they eat rats and others, like a chocolate-covered rat. Didn't Survivor do that one year, right? Didn't they kill a rat in Survivor and eat it? Uh, probably. They've I probably believe eaten everything. they did in like the season one or season two. Is Survivor, is that the reality show where it's like competitive or is CBS. that the Bear Girls one? No, the Survivor is the one, it was the first, it was the granddaddy of all of them. When, uh, you know, they put that, in 2000, I think it started. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wait, that might be the show my friend's obsessed with. He always wanted to apply to go on it. You know how like, oh, yeah. they have, like, the weird videos of the people that they contribute mm -hmm. uh, to send in? They've had different celebrities do it. I remember the first year, Richard Hatch, uh, Jervis was a local guy. Mm -hmm. He was doing car dealerships commercials in Burlington. <laughs> you're, you're Jervis, a survivor. You can, you can, you can aim higher. <laughs> Not for nothing. Uh, I, so, so tomorrow night we got David Bradley Chocolate Factory. Yes, sir. No bugs. Just right. No bugs, just chocolate. Right? You find the chocolate covered bugs. Uh, if you go online, somebody must make them. Chocolate covered ants. That's another one, because then you could take a handful of those, and then at that point, it's probably more chocolate than ant, you know? Yeah, all right. And what do we got Thursday night? Thursday night, uh, tentatively Sesame Place. Tentatively Sesame Place. Tentatively, there's still... Light a friggin' candle for Sesame Place. Uh, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, and, um, you know, what is it? Um, last weekend... Right. When we were at, uh, what's it called? At Pet Center. At Pet Center. That was a blast. It Ooh, was. Right. We got to do a post on that. Yeah. But when we, when we were there, we, we were able to give away uh, the last of those uh, Conklin Comedy Night tickets, which I got to say, I'm kind of jealous. Um, really? You know, because, I mean, I've always wanted to go see, like, uh, I mean, we give You've we never give away. seen Joe Conklin perform comedy? I have not. And he's the man of a thousand voices. We've given away tickets to his shows so many times, and I've never. You know. I brought him on stage in 1991. 1991. Did he have hair then? He did. 
he was doing uh, Wizard of Oz Munchkin impersonations. Oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think I have the tape somewhere. It exists. It's in. Uh, it's on a VHS. Uh, oh God! And I had the I had the high hair and the '80s clothes, and he had the '80s clothes and oh, the pink man. shirt and all that. Oh. Um, no, I work with Joe. I work with Joe for like I don't know, 13 years at WIP. Wow. Yeah, Joe's a cool guy. He's still in radio. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Yeah. Uh, a sports guy. Very, very sportsy. Very, you know, like a total Philadelphia sports guy. And he sings. He was, I think, a cantor. He sings, and he's got a whole orchestra that he sings with now. Wow. Uh, his daughter sings with him. Uh, yeah, he's, real, he's, he's, very, he's very funny. Yeah. And his writing is unbelievable. You know, like the bits he produces and stuff is amazing. Uh, who else is on the uh, on the bill? Well, this is on the bill. Uh, Uncle Floyd and Taylor Mason, I believe. For, well, that was for the fifteenth. That, that's that's Thursday night. Yeah, for the fifteenth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Well, you know Uncle Floyd. Uncle Floyd's been in here. I I don't think I've. You actually... have never met Uncle Floyd. I've not, but they mentioned that he sings. Uncle Floyd. Oh God, yeah. Uncle Floyd sings. Uncle Floyd. Uh, he wears a, a jacket, like a checkered jacket, and he wears a hat. And uh, he does the old like, carnival show. He's a, he used to have a cable access show on New York television back in the 70s. And every day at 4 o'clock, among those that watched was uh, John Lennon and David Bowie. Wow. And David Bowie wrote a song about Uncle Floyd in 2002 called Slip Away. And in the song, he mentions Oogie and the puppets and all that stuff. And he performs the song. And afterwards, um, they asked Floyd... Uh, and they asked Bowie, you know, how did you know about Uncle Floyd? And he said, John Lennon told me. And they would get together when John Lennon was raising Sean. Uh, Bowie would go over <laughs> and May Pang would make the snacks and they would watch Uncle Floyd. And when Bowie died, Floyd came on the show and talked about Bowie. And he said every year he got a Christmas card from David Bowie. And he had, uh, this year he hadn't gotten one. And he goes, now I know why. Mm. And when Robin Williams died, he came on. And Robin Williams, he was in Good Morning Vietnam with Robin Williams. And oh, I didn't know that. In between, yeah, he he was one of the DJs. He was, very, oh. he was 87. Yeah, uh, was the movie when it was made. Right. Robin, when I first met Floyd, his hair was slicked back. He looked mm -hmm. like Robin Williams. Mm -hmm. And I told him, he goes, you know, Robin told me that if he ever got a part that needed an older brother, I was going to be the guy, <laughs> because all they did in between the takes was. Yeah, you know, picture Robin Williams oh and Uncle Flash. And like a nonstop riff. Yeah, jo jo jerk around doing vaudeville. Yeah. Uh, they, and they loved it. 10.30. Now the latest New Jersey news. Steve Trevor, All right. Go to nj1015.com and do check out all the Christmas pictures. Beautiful houses in Manalapan and Jackson. Look at our more. Uh, Paul Stanley, my interview with Paul Stanley is up there. He's coming to uh, Short Hills uh Wentworth Galleries on Friday night. Ariel Elias is going to be on this week. She and I are doing Catch a Rising Star Friday night. And uh, Ralph Macchio will be going up tomorrow, the interview from last week. Oh, my God, I had such fun with it. What a great week we had last week, right? Ralph Macchio, Paul Stanley. It was crazy. Guy Matson. I mean, you know. Who can't you get? Uh, good question. Uh, <laughs> Paul McCartney. Uh, I almost had Ringo. Whoa. I had Ringo and I had Mike Love uh, set when they were coming here in 2020 and then the pandemic hit and out the window. Uh, all right. You ready? 
I think so. Let's do it. I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for headlines and trev lines. I read the news today. Oh doctor, doctor, give me the news. There's Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. I was wondering myself. All right, so the housing market's been pretty tough lately, but there's some good news. In Hunterdon County, there is a 1,700-square-foot house selling for just a dollar. Really? Yes, Jenner Solo wrote this post up for NJ1015 earlier for anyone who's interested. For a dollar? Yes. Why so, Why did you just buy it? Why would you write it? <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, sorry, it's sold. We're done. House sold for just a dollar. No, so it was born in eight. It born. It was built in 1830. Right. Um, and it's in uh, Ring, it's on Ringo's Road in Delaware Township. Is it a dump? It's, How bad am I going to be? A dollar? What's it? What does it look like? It's so on Zillow. It's described as a diamond in the rough. Um, but if you look at a picture of the house, it, there's like private property signs all over the decrepit fence, and you know the building itself is made out of old those old stones. Um, it's a but really, it's a dollar. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. In 2003, right. it was three hundred and ninety thousand dollars. Really? Yeah. And then uh, in uh, July of 2022, it went up for a dollar, and then it was removed two two months later, and now it's back up again. So. I don't know if it's still there. You know, someone might have struck while the iron was hot. You know, first person to read the article after Jen. Yeah, but it up. if you buy it, then you're responsible. See, there could be more to this. Then you're responsible maybe for back taxes. Maybe you're oh. responsible for the fixing up. You know, maybe there's zoning in the neighborhood. You're going to get it for a dollar, but all you want to pay. Like I said, they described it as a diamond in the rough. Yeah, quote one hell of a diamond. <laughs> yeah. Coal is a diamond in the rough, you know. That's true. Think about that. As Superman. <laughs> so another uh, another New Jersey article here is that New Jersey was ranked one of the smartest states in the U.S. Which, well, that's because we live here. Exactly. Well, I, I I don't know. I find that a little bit hard to believe. You know. Really. Well, so so here's here's the thing. Are you saying that people of New Jersey are, are stupid? Are dumb? I'm not necessarily saying we're stupid, but if you look into the article, and yes. so it's rated out of a hundred. So there's there's multiple. Different... How can I be? Wait a minute. Out of a hundred, there's only fifty states. Well, so it's it's a hundred point scale. Oh, hundred point scale. Okay. So um, there's a percentage for uh, like different different things that are like ranked, and so New Jersey got seventh with a score of sixty nine point five, which means that somehow. We're, We're in the top 10 of smartest states. With less than a 70% on their ranking scale. So, like, how smart are we really? 70% uh, smarter. Than <laughs> Wait a minute. Who, who came in last? Uh, who came in last? That is a... Ooh. Who came in last? What was their rating? Number 46 was Nevada, followed by Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and in last place, West Virginia. Where, surprisingly, West Virginia. <laughs> what was that? Take me home. What was their yeah, really? What was their ranking? Um, I, it doesn't say in the article right. what their ranking was. But what was the man, smartest state? The smartest state um, was... The smartest state was... Oh, my gosh. Where? Where? <laughs> Oh my gosh, it was. It's not in the art. Oh, it's not in the art. Massachusetts. I'm Massachusetts. Fine. It's Massachusetts. They would be this morning. They got Harvard. Right? Screw them. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> well, so this next one is New Zealand. New uh, they passed, Zealand. Yeah, they passed legislation banning cigarettes for future generations. So anyone who's born after the year 2008 is. Can you do that? I mean, well, they're not in the U.S., so I guess they could do whatever they want. No, I mean, so, so, wait, so just give me this. Any, anybody born after 2008 
Can't smoke? You're not allowed to buy any... Well, it's, it's not just cigarettes. It's any tobacco products as well. And that's in an attempt to reduce... Uh, pollution and um the uh, the effect of smoke on you know young people's lungs and the tobacco industry and that's the other thing there's a lot of people who are upset because it can affect you know small businesses that might you know make their money as like a smoking lounge and things like that well um, we've done here you know you can smoke anywhere you want just except everywhere <laughs> yeah you can have your your marijuana bar but you can't eat there well how stupid is that uh, just flat out stupid you know, here, here, here's, I'm telling you, what they should do with that, and I blogged it and we talked about it, mm -hmm. what they should do with that is, if anything, the marijuana industry could save the restaurant business and give the restaurants that can't get liquor licenses marijuana licenses so that you can go to a restaurant and if you want an edible, you can have an edible and that will cause you to order more food <laughs> and everybody's happy. And so Why is that a problem? I don't, I don't understand what the problem is. You can go to a bar. You can go to the restaurant, you can drink at the restaurant, you could drink at the bar while you wait for your table, and then you can drink at the table, and if you get loaded and get behind the wheel, we have a problem with that. Marijuana? Uh-uh-uh! We can't have food and marijuana! That may make you eat more! What? It's like a, it's like a self, it's a good cycle for, for restaurants to have. So. There's a really good comedian named Danny Bevins. Mm -hmm. And he used to do this bit about journalism, you know, like who, what, when, where, why, mm -hmm. you know, the seven questions. He goes, I don't care. All I care about is what and why. What? Why? What? <laughs> why? <laughs> I loved it. Uh, what else you got? All right. So this one is uh, those boaters that were missing from New Jersey. They were rescued 200 miles offshore by a crew of oil tankers. And really? so, yeah. 200 miles offshore? And they were alive? Yeah. So what happened is... Um, all of the, they lost power. And so, you know, their phones and their navigation, it all went out. So they were just kind of floating at sea. And thankfully, this oil tanker found them. Mm -hmm. um, but they signaled to the crew of the Silver Muna tanker by waving their arms and a flag. And they were brought on by a tanker at 4.18 p.m. Okay. Um, and so, uh, what is it? Um, it was off Delaware, of all places. And so they started in New Jersey and were going down to Florida. So I want to know, like... Like, I'm sure this will all come out, but at what point in their journey did, you know, the boat turn off? Like, it doesn't seem like they got too far if they only got to Delaware. So they lost power? The boat just went... Yeah, yeah. It says that the, that they were found and their boat had no... was without fuel and power. Um, but they were off the, like I said, off the coast of Delaware. So... Somebody forgot to put the... They, I thought you put the gas in the car. No, I told you to put the gas in the car. In the boat. Yeah. So <laughs> this wasn't a married couple, was it? Uh, no. But, <laughs> Just but they, oh, wait a minute. Let's take a quick break. What were you going to say? I was going to say they searched almost twenty-two thousand miles to find these guys next to Delaware. How about that. Needing your vote for the Garden State's brightest holiday lights? We received hundreds of nominations on our Light of New Jersey contest. Now we need your vote. And the grand prize winner gets $1,000. Cast your vote on our free app or at nj1015.com today. Thanks to our sponsor, Wawa. Grab your holiday gift cards at Wawa today. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Ryan Bissell. What's going on? What is going on? That is a good question. Yes, sir. So, Jersey Shore Movie Theater from the early 1900s is opening again, um, but with a modern twist. So this is down in Cape May. Talkies? Uh, exactly, yeah, talkies. Nickelodeons. Yes. Um, the, so the article says, The smell of fresh popcorn filled the lobby of the old movies by the sea in Wildwood as guests wandered through the newly renovated theater for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, and so 
uh, basically, it's an old style movie theater. Um, just, but like, uh, so it's. You have to wonder how yeah. long people are going to keep going to movies. Because, like, they're in your house. You wait them out. I mean, why would you. With what you pay for the food, you know, and what you pay for the ticket, if you wait like three months, it's coming to your door. It's going yeah, yeah. to be on demand. Yeah. Well, I mean, this theater would. Probably... But I don't want to kill this beautiful theater, though. Right? I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. No, no. Go I, to the theater. It's great. Go, yeah, go to the theater. It's it's so it's got about forty seats in it. Um, and forty seats. Yeah, it's not it's not very big. Not very big. Um, and it, it's made to like kind of capture that old feel. Like I was saying, they got a, a big old chair in there from like the original um, theater. Really? Uh, it looks like. Um, and they have a. Uh, a bunch of different screens and things. It's just so it's like that old style with like modern technology. Oh, Pitt. Yeah. There's a theater uh, that I perform at, at the Broadway Theater in Pittman. It was built in 1926. And there are still seats in the theater from 1926. I've been in there, I believe it. You have? Yeah, All right, my friend's you know. played a few shows there. He, um, he's been in a few of their musicals. I had Dennis and Judy down there a couple of times. Really? And there was a, you know about the wall, right? There was a wall. That everybody who ever played at that theater, and some of the big, George Carlin once was asked, what's the best theater you ever played, the best venue you ever played in? Mm -hmm. And he replied, the Broadway Theater in Pittman, New Jersey. And they put him in there for two shows. He sold them out in like 2007. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody who played there from 1926, Red Skelton, Abbott and Costello, Sammy Davis Jr., signed a wall. And when the new guy got the theater, uh, the, he gets our high school repertory in there. Uh-huh. And can we decorate the dressing rooms? Sure, go ahead. No. They painted the walls black. No. All the autographs. You know, when the Beatles signed the door at the Ed Sullivan show, they yeah. took the door off. The after afterwards? They took the, the doors, the doors around somewhere, but the door was removed. But, uh, yeah, but how about that? They painted all, and there was another bell, you know, the Belfry? A lot of, they signed in the yeah. Belfry too, so some of the autographs are up there. I'll have to let my friend know he's, he's, uh, if he's back in there. Um, so the, uh, another one here. Um, this one's from uh, Dennis Malloy. He wanted, the Dennis Malloy. The Dennis huh? Malloy. Okay. Posted an article as, uh, about if it's legal or not to flash your headlights at another car in New Jersey. Is it? And it is not illegal. It is not illegal. It is not illegal. However... Um, it can it, get you a punch in the nose. It, it can get you a punch in the nose. It can get you a road rage incident. Um, so he says, it's important to note that flashing your headlights can be seen as a form of communication, but at the oh, same time... the cops t- and all? But at the, I was going to say, at the same time, the police can say that uh, you're flashing your headlights to alert that there's a police officer there, and that can be conceived as an obstruction of justice. Seriously? Yeah, so flashing Has your headlights... Has anyone ever gone down for that? One eight hundred two eight. Has anyone ever gone down for flashing their lights and causing an obstruction of justice? But yeah, so it's covered, but flashing your headlights is seen as a form of communication. The thing I'm building up for here, in 1999, uh, New Jersey Appellate Court uh, decided that flashing your headlights is covered under your First Amendment rights. So you have every right. So to flash then, your headlights. cops can't do anything. They can't do anything. You're obstructing justice with your First Amendment rights. I guess it'd be the well, same. Well, so then wait words. a minute. So if you say, cheese at the cops, are you obstructing justice? <laughs> cheese at the fuzz. Right? Yeah. Are you obstructing justice? <laughs> I guess. I mean, I you'd be running away that from the way, police right? at that point, wouldn't well, you? Well, you wouldn't be. You'd be uh, whoever's running from the police. <laughs> right? Is that obstructing justice? Uh, how do you escape the police? 
With, with you and your buddies, how, how do you, you escape, escape the police? Is this going to be a joke? How do you escape the police? You run faster than your friends. You run faster than your friends. Okay. Great job tonight, my friend. Every holiday season. This has been the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.